TV Corner. Hello and welcome to another, the final edition of uh, the Filmcore TV Corner podcast for Lovecraft Country Season 1. I'm Alex in Los Angeles, joined by Armani in New York. Hello, Armani. Kaka. Hey, guys. Glad to be here for the finale. Kaka, indeed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, yes, uh, we had questions um, that we might not get answers to, apparently. We, we thought that... We were, we were both pretty confident they would get renewed, and um, apparently there are talks of it getting renewed for a second season, but it is not confirmed as of this podcasting, so we do not know if there will be a Lovecraft Country season two to answer our questions. We could also just read the book, but no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, as a sort of, like, the way it's sort of, like, sort of a setup already is, like, already is, like, an internal anthology series, I simultaneously feel like maybe we don't need a second season. Like, do we, I know we have unanswered questions that we'll get into, but ultimately, like, do you feel like, what more can they say? That's true. It's not like stuff was unresolved with, like, the overall story. It would just be like, the family goes on other adventures, which I'm cool with. Like, it doesn't need to be, like, I, I don't, I'm not a huge serialized TV person anyway, so I'd be cool with more episodic stuff where they just do weird time jumping stuff or whatever. Yeah. That, that'd be cool with me, but... Yeah, in terms of, like, an overarching narrative for season two, I don't know. Like, is Christina somehow alive? Um, does Ruby wake up and uh, wreak her vengeance? Like, I don't know. Who cares? Like, those are, like, smaller things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'd be more cool if we just went to different protagonists, different antagonists, or the same family, but different antagonists, at least. I kind of would like if we just got, like, completely different characters, maybe, like, and we dipped more into, like, you know these sort of, like, sci-fi, like, underserved worlds, you know, but, like, not necessarily, like, the same characters. Because I feel like everyone's arcs have sort of, like, been been done. Yeah. That'd be cool with that. Yeah, like, American Horror Story style. They just bring back the actors in different roles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, Journey exactly. Smollett can be back as just a different character. Oh, yeah. Anyway, okay, yeah. Let's, we'll do... I'm going to do, like, quick summaries. Because I feel like the big thing is, like... How are we feeling about the whole show now that we've seen the whole season? Where mm-hmm. do we go from here, et cetera, et cetera? Those are the big questions, but, but we'll do some quick recaps. So episode nine um, was called Rewind 1921. It's the second HBO show to have like an epic um, Tulsa uh, massacre sort of recap um, episode, which is cool um, that they do. Uh, so after D is attacked by the two ghoulish spirits cast upon her by Captain Lancaster of the corrupt CPD at the end of the previous week's episode, Letty, Tick, and Montrose are sent by the now all-wise uh, Hippolyta to Tulsa on the date of the 1921 massacre to retrieve the long-sought-after book of names that Christina also pines for. Uh, eternal time-traveling paradoxes are revealed when we discover that Atticus was always fated to rescue his father, mother, and uncle from encroaching white supremacists um, during the massacre and um we also discovered that a lot of um their family was doomed to die in a fire um when letty uh goes into their uh house as it burns um to retrieve the book of names we discover also that um letty's invincibility um allows her to watch uh atticus's family burn alive well uh she just holds on to the book and waits. Uh, so that's pretty dark. But uh, yeah. So that's um, Rewind 1921 in a nutshell. Uh, oh, and then Hippolyta's hair turns uh, blue. 
while she uh, uh, sort of she's she's casting the spell from afar, um, and she's like she has to be sort of a physical touch point um, for them to get back. So she's keeping yeah, this, this portal, yeah, yeah, yeah conduit, and she's keeping this portal open for them, and it like t- drains a lot out of her, but it also transforms her hair into like a cool blue. So, so that's that's episode nine. Should we talk about episode nine before moving on to episode ten, or do we do a more cumulative thing? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. Um Rewind 1921. I can keep my comments pretty brief. Um, I was not a fan of this episode. Oh, really? Oh, I liked it. Um, though I love, I mean, I loved that they, not loved, I mean, it's like, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, like, you love highlighting a massacre and, like, a horrible time in history. <laughs> right, right. I really appreciate that they brought more attention to this, like, uh, Watchmen also did the same thing with bringing it to the forefront. A lot of people didn't know this, this massacre even happened in Tulsa in 1921 and essentially for those who don't know if you're living under a rock this year um, the Tulsa massacre happened um, essentially with Black Wall Street and uh, uh, basically black communities were burned destroyed and a lot of black people were murdered Um, it is so horrible I I appreciate this episode, like, continues to, like, be a part of that dialogue, shedding light on it. Simultaneously, like, that aside, I was not... This is a problem I have with the show in general. It's just sort of, like, the writing and the pacing. Is like, I feel like a lot of emotional moments, because we were constantly doing it from, like, the POV of, like, Montrose and Atticus, or people who are outside from the situation, you're, like, taking out of these moments... That's supposed to be really emotionally, like, you know, devastating. Like, for example, seeing, like, when Montrose was, like, chastised by his father for, like, wearing his brother's prom jacket. Right. Getting Montrose commenting on it while the action is happening still makes you feel so removed from the action and, like, from, like, what should have been, like, a really close medium shot maybe with commentary later if they want to do that but because you're watching it from 50 feet away like really understanding the emotional impact of it is like really lost on you i can see that yeah okay or at least it was lost on me like totally in that in those moments but what about the the moment with the the bat where he atticus has to save his dad and mom and uncle and like the bats just there because there's rioting and people bringing around bats and, and so and Montrose has told them oh I remember some guy saved us in the past and said See, I got you of, kid the thing of the thing about these sort of like um like time travel paradoxes there are so many other shows that do it so much better that's um, not untrue yeah and movies as a reveal I mean just like it just it's kind of frustrating because like you see the groundwork that these other shows have laid like for example Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban or like um, Dark on Netflix masterfully did this. I don't expect this show to necessarily operate at that level because Dark is sort of essentially just, I don't want to say just about time travel, but time travel is a big part of the entire show. So that's something they have to be very cognizant of, of how that works within the, within the story versus I feel like the time travel aspect in this show has just been thrown in the, in these last two episodes if we had had sort of like more of these nuggets tied in, like if Montrose had mentioned that like someone with a bat had rescued him in episode one, 
and we remember that callback of like, oh yeah, he said the guy with the bat, and then Atticus realizes he realizes that he has the bat. That would have been the emotional payoff that we really needed to connect. Like, wow, this is all really meant to work this way, versus like, it almost felt like the in the writers' room it was like, we need to have a time travel episode. Let's make this happen, despite not really laying any other groundwork for it. That's true. I mean. At this point, so many episodes are weirdly self-contained, even though it's a serialized show, that, like, I don't know. I was okay with it, but, um, I definitely, sort of set, I, I get yeah. that argument, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of set up, like, to where this season overall, like, seems to be sort of like an origin episode for each person. And some of them obviously worked better than others. Yeah. Um, like I thought the the last episode with Diana slash D, um, episode eight was pretty good. More, I guess it was also simpler than this one, but um, I mean I like this one too. I thought it was pretty good because it's again it's just this one little, it's one night. Their objective is to get a book. Um, so like the stakes are high, but they're also uh, streamlined. So. But yeah, I, I, it's true. Like the, they try to like have this emotionally resonant moment, but it hasn't been set up in any prior episode. But I was with it. I was I was okay with it. I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty well done, which I can't say about the next episode. But yeah, my I mean, my biggest takeaway from this episode and like the rest of season two has been like sort of like Letty's struggle as a character. I mean. I know that Atticus is, like, really highlighted as a person, like, doing, like, a lot of sacrifices in the show. But I feel like consistently Letty is, like, sidekicked on these missions and getting, like, consistently the most difficult parts. Like, having to sit into, a, like, number one, being pregnant. Number two, like, having to sit through an entire house while other people, are, like, burning alive. Like. Yeah. She, I guess, like, she, she does choose to, like, the the ancestor of Atticus says, stay with me. <laughs> and so she like, says, okay. Because <laughs> she's, like, a magical ancestor. Because, like, Atticus, his whole family has, like, a history of, of magic or whatever. So this is mm-hmm. one of his magical ancestors. But still. Yeah, I agree. It's weird. She she does get the 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 rough end of the deal. But, um, yeah, I don't know, um, you have the ticking clock element, or some, actually, not really, because it doesn't, you don't know, like, but basically, so while this is all happening, Hippolyta is back there, and she starts, like, foaming at the mouth, it's, like, taking a lot out of her to, to, to be this conduit, we did not know this yeah. going into it, like, the family didn't know there was some sort of time constraint on, like, on how, on her like physical and emotional and mental energy to hold this this uh portal for them yeah i mean i guess like when someone like says like i can't do you know whenever in any movie they're like i can't do this anymore um it they usually can (laughs) sorry they just gotta go to 110 percent you know I just mean to, yeah, to your point, like, there is, like, not really, there's a sort of a time limit of, like, hurry up, but also, like, 
Letty basically just like strolled back. Yes, while there's like, like just people stuff are in coming full down. Sprints, yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand what the w- the urgency is not translating to everyone here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That was the thing. Like the characters didn't seem to know that there was a, like like I feel like it would have behooved Hippolyta to tell them, hey, you know, um, I can only do this for so long or whatever. But yeah, we don't know that until she's like, I can't do this much longer. And so you say, oh, okay, well, you know. I guess hurry up, but then Letty doesn't hear her, so I don't know. It was I weird. I kind of, I actually kind of wish that like Letty had maybe been left in 1921, and like maybe like Tick's son became like George, and like it's all been a circle. His his dad is his son. Yeah. Wild. Like if you're gonna time do some time travel stuff, like do go all the way. Oh. Um, that'd be cool. It's too late now, though. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Everything worked out. Except, not really, as we'll find out. Yeah, you want to usher us into the final episode of this season? Sure, sure. So, um, episode 10 is called Full Circle. After uncovering the origins of the Book of Names, the family returns to Artem, uh, to the, um, burned down estate of the, um, Sons of Adam, um, and uh, the goal here is having Atticus stop Christina from casting uh, this immortality spell that she has promised for weeks now in the show, um, and uh, she uh, she needs Atticus to die to complete the spell, but, um, well, we can get into this a bit, but, but basically, like, she's not really... She's an antagonist in that she wants Atticus to die, but really it's just because she needs him to die for the spell. She doesn't really care one way or the other. Like, she doesn't have much yeah. affinity for Atticus. She has been helping him a lot with stuff uh, prior to this, but um, but he's just, like, in her way now. He's a nuisance. It's not like she doesn't wish him ill will, like, specifically, which she says a bunch of times, and I believe that she just doesn't really, she doesn't really care one way or the other. It's more yeah. that she needs him for this. Anyway, um... Uh, so Christina has rendered her lover Ruby, who again is Letty's sister, comatose, or maybe dead, after she discovers Ruby attempting to help the family put together a counterspell. And so, in disguise as Ruby, Christina travels with the family um, to Artem before um, sabotaging their plan to sabotage her plan and uh, effectively carrying out her plan, or so we think. And then Atticus's former lover Gia, who has traveled with the family as well, um, uh, summons her fox uh, tail magic and blocks Christina's spell uh, of immortality. Um, Atticus does die still, but Christina is not immortal and thus is vulnerable to uh, a just straight up throat rip from Dee, who lost her arm, by the way, when um, the family did wind up saving her after they got the Book of Names in the last episode. Um, but uh, they couldn't save one of her arms, and it's been replaced with a cybernetic arm, uh, thanks to Hippolyta, her mom, and uh, and thus she has a robot Terminator arm uh, that she uses to terminate Christina's neck. Then, um, okay, where am I? Okay, so Atticus, um, who knows that a successfully achieved counterspell uh, will necessitate his death, has uh, sort of uh, lied to Montrose, uh, which is pretty clear, like from the jump. Like I, for no second did I think that he was going to survive. Um, 
even though he said to Montrose point blank, like, oh, there's a chance that I might die, but, you know, there's also a chance that I, I will live. There are many possible sort of outcomes for the, the counterspell. Uh, and then, um, yeah, so then we're left with a couple questions, but basically the, the main crisis, which is the Sons of Adam uh, threatening cousin timeline uh, adventure with Christina, um, that's, that's been solved by the end of the season, uh, but also Atticus is dead leaving um, his child with Letty, his impending child with Letty, uh, fatherless. But the rest of the family survives. Aside from Christina, his cousin. So yeah, so that's the end of uh, the season. <laughs> and again, we don't know if that's the end of the show or just the end of the season. It's an expensive show, um, but it seems like, at least movie and TV Twitter seems to love it. I don't know what the ratings are like, but it seems to be doing well. Yeah, I mean... Well, okay, so there was a, a lot in this episode and also simultaneously nothing. Um, I, I'll start with my, my, I guess my like highlights with this is I, I really like the conversation that Atticus and Gia have, him sort of like being like, yeah, you know, I was really rude to you apologizing to her and like also getting that closure in, the, in their relationship um and she uh, obviously like really comes through the end of this episode and i really love the scene of them actually all traveling in the car together to artem yeah. like and singing that show tune that was, it was cute. Really cute it was nice to see gia's story like tied up because it felt very abrupt that the atticus and they were just both sort of saying like fuck you get the fuck out of this house <laughs> yeah. and you're like wait whoa whoa come on calm down guys she just yeah, seems okay. Exactly. I mean, yeah, she murdered I nine men, but she had to for the spell or whatever. So, um, I was also like, I don't know, and that you totally push back on this. I don't know if I really felt that connected to Atticus anymore. Um, emotionally, like I was really unaffected by his death, and I feel like it's because the last few episodes, it's been really hard to be on his side, especially when he's been such a dick. He has kind of been a dick. I like, I like that actor and I think he had a lot more to work with before with Atticus but um yeah I don't know I, I didn't like it, it felt very I, I don't know I was totally expecting it after they introduced that as an idea I think in the in episode eight or episode seven um as soon as they mentioned it I thought okay well someone big is gonna die kind of thought it might be Montrose but also like Montrose is such a sort of up and down character that it wouldn't be as big a deal so that's why it sort of seemed like it was going to be Atticus so yeah I don't know mm -hmm. I, was, I was expecting it and then when it happened yeah like you I don't know it, it didn't like a lot of the characters change a lot so it's 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 not like yeah I don't know I didn't feel like a big loss really I agree yeah, yeah. I mean, with the overall, like, character growth in this show, like, I feel like it's been, like, really hard to really emotionally connect to a lot of people. And honestly, like, I don't think I really like anyone. Like, I think the biggest motivator and, like, our sympathy towards, like, all the rest of the characters is just the fact of, like, which I don't want to boil this down to, like, a race issue, but because, like, of how unfairly they're treated because they are black within this world. I mean, how we all are treated because we're black within this world. That is the main reason why you even sympathize with them. And if you took away the rest of that, like, um, that sub, that context, um, I don't know how much we'd even care about any of these characters. 
which I know is a pretty harsh for a show as a, as a criticism, but I, that's just like how I've been feeling overall as a show like develop, show has developed. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I the characters are not super distinctive. Um, the main characters, any of them, uh, including Christina, um, even even the the main like like Captain Lancaster is just like such a singular villain. He's not that interesting either. I was, yeah. try, I was trying to think of like random like side characters that are interesting, but like yeah, I think I think you have a point. Like like even with people like who you feel like maybe you should have like more of a complex sort of like sympathy with, like Christina. Like yeah, she's evil, but like in some ways you should have really like been able to sympathize with the fact that like her being a woman and being like disadvantaged in this country to some extent. Right. You, I feel nothing towards any of those struggles. Yeah, she's so know? ambiguous the whole time that you just you you can't get a handle on her, so it's tough to understand if you should or should not care. Or at least yeah, that's how like I even her relationship with Ruby, who I feel like was such an interesting dynamic to be able to explore f- further, as like the fact of like Ruby's boyfriend is this gr- is simultaneously her girlfriend, and it's like a such an interesting sort of like space to have to occupy and they just still we really don't get any sort of resolution of like how christina truly feels about ruby right yeah i still except I still was she don't truly know. just a pawn in this or did she feel conflicted at all i think you know, she was just a pawn but also like didn't seem like she was super necessary for christina like she definitely didn't need to do that to to get to what she wanted yeah that's what i mean ultimately like she does like use ruby to like double cross letty or single cross double cross but, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, she really... Ruby was such a minor person in this entire thing that, like, the most Ruby ever did was actually put that rock in Lancaster's desk. Nothing else. Seriously, yeah. And she could have been literally any other maid. Right. Yeah. So, it's just, like, it feels as if... Maybe... Okay, well, maybe it's just a, she's sort of an insurance policy for Christina. And Christina's kind of trying to cover her bases and everything strategically. About every possible way that she could get to Atticus, because she needs Atticus for this immortality spell ultimately, and that's and, and she needs the Book of Names, and she wants Atticus to help her get the Book of Names. But um, so yeah, so I guess I guess that could be it, where it's just she's just trying everything she possibly can. But that's not clear yeah. to us, really. That's just us. That's just me postulating right now about it. Like I I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I agree. That's interesting. I, I was trying to figure out why I was, like, struggling to... I guess, like, my favorite character is probably Uncle George, because he really, like, he had sort of this... Got to bow out early? Yeah, well, because he had this cantankerous personality mm-hmm. a little bit, and, like, he was, like, you know, um, sort of this creative guy, he loved his family, um, but then he also, you know, uh, had this sort of complicated romantic history with Atticus's mom, uh, and then he... Um, uh, he has the, the the green books, um, and, um, yeah, he just, I don't know, he just seemed more interesting, and, like, he's kind of jovial when he wanted to be, but serious some of the time, like, he just had, like, much more of a personality, whereas Montrose is always very serious, Atticus is pretty much always very serious, Letty's pretty much always very serious, like. Yeah, there's really, like, not much levity, in, like, in the entire show anymore at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, like, losing him, losing some of that, um fun kind of because like 
Also, with Letty, like, we don't exactly understand her past. She says that she missed, we find out that why she missed her mom's funeral. It's because she was in jail. Do we know why she was in jail? No. No, we don't. I guess we, I guess we assume she's, like, protesting, but they never really touch on that either. Don't really touch on it. And also, it seems like, like, this whole season has been, like, her awakening, right? So, I don't know. She maybe was protesting, but also maybe she was just, like, just getting into to trouble, you know? Because, like, she seems like she's been sort of, like, like the, the rebel of the family a bit striking out her own and getting just 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 um having adventures that we don't know about really yeah definitely it just like isn't super clear i mean that's the thing like there's a show like instead of like really just like spending the time to really build these characters was really focused on sort of like the bells and whistles or like the production that we just really are left with sort of like just like this really glittery shell of a show that I feel like we weren't emotionally fully connected to and really piggybacked on like a lot or like we're, we're relied a lot on the the heavy lifting to be done by the fact of like, you know, bringing up a lot of like struggles within like, you know, within the black community and black history in this country, which is valid, but like isn't really enough to carry the show based on. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So now the next question. Well, yeah. No, it's true. The next question is, what happens next season? If there is a next season, do we watch next season, or will we watch next season? We don't even have to necessarily watch for for the podcast. But what you know, it's, it seems like you're leaning against, which we might have discussed before this podcast started recording. And uh, I, you know, I would. I'm not, see, the thing is, like, I'm not the best audience for this, because I'm just not really great with serialized, like, TV shows at all, just generally, like, like, um, this, this, uh, is something that you were not a fan of, and my current roommate is not a fan of me for, um, for being (laughs) out on serialized shows, but I just, I don't know, like, I can do it sometimes, like, Breaking Bad, I binged Breaking Bad in a couple of months, um, and that's, like, like, well, I don't know if that's it. That's not it. I've watched serialized shows uh, for a season here and there, but not straight through, mostly. It's mostly, like, episodics. Like, I could do episodics. I don't know what exactly the the issue is for me, but... So, anyway, so I'm not the best audience for a serialized show like this. But the fact that it's ten episodes and the fact that each episode is, like, weirdly self-contained makes it more palatable. Although, I mean, I would I would not be able to watch it out of sequence I'd have to watch the whole thing straight through because mm-hmm. it's ultimately this this big developing narrative um, and it's already confusing even though we have seen everything all the way through in the right order so so yeah I'd be I'd be open to it I guess yeah I mean it's hard to say like I think a big part of the part of that decision would be like what are they doing next season like if they are continuing with the same characters i'm not interested actually um i just don't feel don't feel like they've been developed enough for me to feel like emotionally like i don't feel the stakes and i really wish that i felt like more tied to them and invested um i would maybe like if they went like more of a american horror story anthology route and maybe like completely like maybe recast the cast recast the cast but people took on different characters completely maybe or if we just completely moved into a new set from here but i'm worried about like it just going through the same cycle again 
you know, like we're getting these characters that we like don't care about. Yeah. Um, that that'd be cool. I think I think it'd be fun to have same actors, different characters. Um, yeah, I'd be open to that. Um, and yeah, it's also I don't know. I think we discussed this before the we hit record, but. Um, you'd mentioned too that everything's kind of been resolved with with um, the family story. So, where would these characters go from here anyway? Yeah, I, exactly. I guess they could do. We also discussed this, they could do more episodic adventures, which would suit me just fine. But you know, they just hop around, travel through time and space and stuff, uh, episode by episode, and deal with Lovecraftian adventures. Um, uh, that could be something but yeah I don't know um. what I would say is like maybe like the actual flaw in this show is that it requires too much of like in my opinion at least like knowledge of like Lovecraft animals and like the lore but we don't have any most of us have no context for this like we understand like how like you know like Cthulhu and like these other things have like sort of come through history but we don't truly understand their origins so there's so much in this show that is like never addressed or answered like the monsters for example like a lot of these things where i feel like we don't fully understand the world building and i feel like that is something like where maybe they could push that further yeah that's true and also there's you know so many different lovecraft stories and there's so many different creatures and stuff that we mm -hmm. didn't see there's also a lot of mad scientists and there are zero mad scientists in this no, 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 there is a dead man scientist, Hiram. I guess. That's yeah. right. Okay, never mind. But we don't really... We don't know him. But, um... But he does exist. So, yeah, I don't know. It's... It's it's not... I don't know. It's interesting. I, I, so, I guess, yeah, like... I wonder what the book does differently. I wonder where the book ends things. Also, the books in the... We talked about this before, right? The, the books in the show... And the author of the book is Letty's kid... Letty and Atticus's kid in the show. Which is kind of fun and meta. But, uh, yeah, that's true. But, like, again, like, I don't know. I don't know why, like, I feel like I've not been, like, as connected with the show. I just don't feel like a lot of things that I feel like we should have been more excited about or more, like, like, that I felt reached sort of a poetic conclusion just doesn't feel that way and I do not mean to brag on the show because there's like so many moments that I truly enjoyed but there is still something I feel like is ultimately missing yeah I get that um I it's not the kind of thing like I'm not gonna really revisit it I don't expect anytime soon but yeah it was really well done in terms of the spectacle of it all like it was obviously an expensive you know well cast well-acted show but yeah like there's just the writing's a bit all over the place and um characters are a bit flat and yeah it's tough to connect to them because so much of the story is like kind of confusing and um and i was telling you too that like i was watching some movies today and uh they were all so simple to understand and i, I was I, I was relieved because i thought like i was just not getting something when i was watching this show but like you i wish that the characters were a bit more um engaging for us and then um the, the story was a bit more streamlined but 
yeah, like the core elements are there for it to be something cool, and it has cool moments. So yeah, it was a, uh, it was interesting. I can land it, end it there. It was interesting, and I really liked the GI episode. Like that was like when when the show hit its stride and like was really contained and clear. Like it went to show like how good it could have been. It was just like it's hard to keep that consistency. I think especially like cross genre. Like I understand like how tonally it is hard to keep that you know yeah for sure all right sweet well uh thanks Romani for throwing down on uh this season of tv corner um i guess we'll report back with further tv corner or film corner podcast some other point during the pandemic yeah yeah thank you guys everyone stay safe wear your mask and we'll catch you the next one TV Connor.